Before we dive into this episode, I have an exciting offer for you. You know that my passion is simplifying formulation for all hairstylists. Right now, my best-selling masterclass, Hair Color Formulation Simplified, is on sale for only $47. To get yours now, simply go to my website, www.expertcolorsolutions.com forward slash simple. Hi, this is Elaine Travis. I am a salon owner, expert colorist, educator, and author. And you are listening to Ask the Color Expert. Hey guys, welcome back to Ask the Color Expert with Elaine Travis. This is podcast number three, and I love the theme for this to be my Can't Live Without Tools. Uh, Throughout the years, it's been 30 years I've been in this crazy, awesome business of hair color. I do strictly hair color in the salon. I own a salon that does everything. But about 15 years ago, I made the awesome choice to specialize in color and to do what I love every day. I used to dread when I would see an updo on my book or a kid's haircut or a smoothing, relaxing service. There were so many things that I really wasn't passionate about. And as the owner, I continued to do them for years, and I couldn't break free from it. I, I, I look back now, and I think, what the heck was that all about? Stop the insanity, Lane. You're a colorist. So thanks to Beth Minardi and her wonderful words of wisdom and stalking her throughout the country in the last 30 years, she made a statement at a show and said, you know, You wouldn't go to a foot doctor to have your baby delivered and vice versa. You would want to go to a specialist. So become a specialist and live your passion. So I've done that and I've never regretted it, but I'm getting off topic because that's what I do because I'm ADD on steroids. So back to my can't live without tools. As a colorist, we can pretty much cook in anyone's kitchen. I can go into a salon anywhere in the world and pick up color and use it and get a great result because I understand the chemistry and the reason that hair color works, how it works, why it works, and so forth. So that's not a problem. But as you can imagine, doing something 30 years, you tend to have your go-to things. And when you do go and cook in someone else's kitchen, or in my case, I travel to hair shows all over the country, and if I forget that one tool, that one simple thing that seems like no big deal, I am completely and totally flustered. So it led me to the theme of this podcast in the My Can't Live Without Tools. Uh, One of them, even though I'm a colorist, my number one is the wet brush. Uh, If you haven't heard of it, which I would be surprised if you haven't, Google it. I believe they're available on Amazon, which is unfortunate for us salon owners because it used to be my little hidden secret. That was an awesome performer in my retail category, which is dwindling every day. Uh, People are getting auto ship on Amazon for products that I've turned them on to, and I'm the reason that they even know that it exists, and then they say, oh, thank you, I'm good, I have it on auto ship from Amazon, so... um, just another reason to keep up your skills in your hair color and cutting so that you don't have to rely as much on retail. It is 
much more highly profitable than services, unfortunately. But everyone has gotten into the game. The drugstores have taken over our profit, the Ultas, the Sephoras, and now the big giant Amazon. So the wet brush, look it up online, get to know it. It's a brush that was created to be able to brush the tangles out of wet hair. I, being a fine-haired client who gets lightener, a.k.a. bleach, put on my hair on the regular, I have very knotty, fragile hair that I used to dread shampooing because I had to load it up with tons and tons of conditioner to be able to get a comb through my hair. And then with my hair being fine, it forced me to have to shampoo every day, which I hate to do. And it's completely unnecessary. And that'll be a whole other podcast with my passion for not washing hair. Uh, But the wet brush has enabled me to be able to forego conditioner in the sh- in the shower. I use a moisturizing shampoo. I step out of the shower. I towel dry my hair. I don't rub the towel vigorously back and forth and open my cuticle and create frizz, which is another one of my pet peeves. But I gently blot any excess moisture out of my hair. And then I use a leave-in lightweight detangler. Right now I'm using It's a 10 Light because my hair is so fine. And I spray that on the ends of the hair, and then I use my wet brush to gently, starting from underneath in the back, take the tangles out of my hair, and the brush just glides through the hair. So if you're doing any of the new balayage methods where there's a lot of teasing involved in the hair, and while the color looks phenomenal and it's seamless and it's a great technique... It can create a mess for the person that has the unfortunate task of getting all those tangles out at the bowl. And in most salon situations, that is the newest hire who is either currently in beauty school or has just left beauty school. And they look at you with those little eyes of how the hell am I getting these tangles out of the hair? So do yourself a favor, do that lovely little assistant a favor and get yourself multiple wet brushes because one is never enough. Every time I turn around, mine is gone because everyone in the salon absolutely loves it. Um, I believe the cost for us hairdressers on the wet brush is, I would say, 5 or $6. So depending on what you retail them for, you know, 10 to $12 for the client, 5 to $6 for you, and no more tears for your client who never looked forward to getting her knots combed out as well. And I can say as a client in my own salon and getting fabulous color and loving the teasing method, I am very grateful that we have a wet brush. So get yourself one, get your family one for the holidays. They will love you for it. Best invention ever. Um, My second tool that I'm going to rave about, but it makes me kind of sad, is the Minardi pre-wash. I said earlier that I've stalked Beth Minardi my entire career. She has made me the expert colorist that I am. She um, had the strength and conviction to create her own hair color line as well as product line. And she's had a bit of a rough go lately with the color. She was aligned with Joyco, and apparently her sales were not as stellar as Joyco would have liked, but were very impressive for a line created by one woman in the industry that's dominated with mostly male 
icons, superstars. She has forged the way for us ladies to try to catch up and be as known and as wonderful and have as great of a career as Beth has. So there's been a a little lull in production of this amazing product. It is my absolute cannot live without product as a blonde, and I'm going to explain that. So when you get a single process touch-up and you are a blonde on blonde, which is a very popular service, I have the unfortunate um, new entrance of a lot of gray into my head that I never had before. I just turned 50. And suddenly I have to deal with gray coverage. Up until now, I've been able to blend it with highlights and I've gotten away with it. But being 50 and always being in the throes of somewhat of a midlife crisis, I also drive a convertible. So with my highlights, thinking that I was masking my gray, I got a couple shots of myself in my rearview mirror and quickly saw that I'm not winning the game of blending the gray anymore. So when I first put a toe into having my regrowth and gray covered, I knew that it was a maintenance schedule that could really become an issue and I would be completely tied to getting my roots done every four weeks eventually. So being a blonde and loving my highlights, I felt as if every time I got my regrowth done for the little bit of new hair that grew in. Just simply having my hair rinsed at the shampoo bowl and shampooed, that little bit of color rinsing through my pale highlighted ends would muddy them just enough to make me feel like I needed new highlights. And I knew I was not alone because I have lots of, lots and lots of blonde clients as I believe that Our clients are drawn to us because they like the way our hair looks. Uh, A lot of my clients have very similar color to mine, and they all have the same complaint. You know, oh, I got my regrowth done, and now I feel like I need more highlights, and then you just keep chasing your tail because you put more highlights in, and then it starts to make the new growth show more because it's so highlighted that the roots now look darker. So it's this endless battle and just really not good for the hair to highlight every single visit. So I always tried to find a way to be so careful with not getting any of the root color to touch the pale highlighted ends. And I used to do a decent job with using either a spray-on conditioner. There was a product from Benefactor years ago, Be Kind, that I used to spray on the ends of the hair before I shampooed the client, but it would still have that little bit of murkiness that I didn't love. And along came this amazing, amazing product from Beth because nobody understands blonding and high-maintenance clients more than Beth in New York City on Madison Avenue. So she created this product called Pre-Wash. And what's special about it, anyone can put conditioner on the ends of hair during a retouch. But what's so special about this product is it's designed to be used on dry hair. Most conditioners, you shampoo the hair first and then apply to wet hair. And the pre-wash is meant to be used on dry hair. So it's ideal to be put on the ends of the hair during the retouch, not only to protect those precious blonde highlights, but it's giving an intense treatment 
of both moisture and protein in combination, which is rare. Uh, usually you have to use a pure protein treatment and you have to keep balancing out with the right amount of moisture because if you don't already know this, you should know that too much protein can actually make the hair feel brittle and be eventually ready to snap off because it's too much protein. So this is a balance of protein and moisture. I get the large tub because I go through so much of it. I use it on the daily with almost every one of my clients during their retouch. The product is not inexpensive, so I do charge an add-on price when I do a touch-up this way. And at first, my clients gave me a hard time. I only charge $10 for the extra service, but at first, they gave me a hard time. Like, I didn't ask for that, and, and then I would say, okay, next time, we'll forgo it, and you'll see the difference, and when you end up paying me $50 for new highlights, you're going to be excited to pay the $10. And I've never had them question it again. So I do charge $10 because when one of my colorists uses it on their clients, it's actually included as part of the service and they get commission on it. So this way, my $5 is covered on the product cost and then the stylist gets to create more income while also protecting the client's uh, blonde on the ends of their hair. So I cannot say enough about this product. I just finished watching Beth on Facebook saying that she has found another investor and that her line is coming back. My fingers and toes are crossed that this amazing Minardi pre-wash is part of the relaunch. She hasn't mentioned any of her styling products, only her hair color. So I am hoping, hoping, hoping because I know that Beth uses it and is excited about this product as I am, as well as all of my colorists and all of my friends in the industry that I've turned on to it, and as well as my clients who swear that they save money in the long run and their hair has never felt better. Minardi pre-wash, hope to see it soon. I am scraping the bottom of my last container and very sad and don't know what I'm going to do to replace it in the interim to protect my Blondorexx. I have plenty of Blondorexx. So that is the second product, Minardi Pre-Wash. The third product, and these are in no particular order. I'm obsessed with all of them. But the third one is Aloxy Barrier Cream. I cannot stress enough the importance of taking the time to take good care of your client and protect their skin, and especially their dignity. You know, they come at lunchtime to get some color and they sneak out saying they're going to lunch and they try to fit in a lunchtime color because they have children who have sporting events and they don't possibly have enough time off to get it all done. And if their hair is deeper than a level seven, they don't want to walk back to work with a big telltale sign with a stripe around their forehead of inky dark color that just will not come off of their skin. So in in my world, I think prevention is more key than, you know, I'll see on these Facebook forums, all these ideas on how to get it off, cigarette ashes, which is very old school and disgusting, absolutely disgusting that you would put cigarette ashes on someone's face. I know it works, but that's beside the point. Um, other things are dipping a Q-tip in Clorox bleach. 
not okay to put on a woman of a certain age on their skin that's already very dry and sensitive. Not the best option. Yes, it works, but not the best option. So for me, I can't stress enough just preventing the stain in the first place. So I take this Aloxy Barrier Cream and I squirt a little bit on the top of my hand before I put my gloves on as soon as the client sits in my chair. And I spread it around their hairline very, very close to where the hair begins on the skin. And I go all the way around their um, forehead, the tips of their ears, the back of their neck, anywhere that a color could possibly stain. Now, you don't want to get so close that you put it into the hair because then they're going to have that one or two gray strand that gets caught up in the cream and doesn't get colored. And that's the spot that the client sees first. So you don't want to be so close to the hair, but you want to get that skin that's going to catch some of the color and protect it with the cream. Then this is the biggest tip you're going to get out of this entire podcast. When you take them to the sink and their color is processed before, do you hear me? Before you automatically turn on the water, like all of you know you do, I'm talking to you and you and you and you and you, everybody does it. They blast the water on, they hit the head with water, they scrub, 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 and they have a giant stain around the face. Do not turn the water on. Take your dry hand on the dry hair and rub where the stain is on the forehead in big circles. You're actually creating quite a mess It looks like you're dragging the color more onto their face than it already was. That's not the case. Color removes color. So you do these, you know, with lots of pressure with your thumb, these circles. And I talk about this in my book, A Colorful Journey, and it's been one of the best tips that people have written to me about. It's life-changing for stains. So you do these big circles around, and then you take a dry towel, wipe off all of the excess around the hairline, Then turn the water on. Again, continue with the circles with your thumb as you're rinsing the hair. Rinse, 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 rinse until the water runs completely clear before putting any shampoo on the hair. People are in a rush. They put the water on there too fast. They put the shampoo on there too fast. And what that does is just locks that stain into the skin. And there's no amount of cigarette ashes, Clorox, bleach, or prayers that you can say to get that stain off of their skin. So take a second. You do not have to use a Loxy Barrier Cream. People have used coconut oil for the granola crunchy natural people that are gluten-free and scared to breathe the air. Use coconut oil. Vaseline for the old school people that don't mind putting petroleum on your body anymore. Um, Vaseline, conditioner, um, a wax that you would use to style a man's hair with. Any kind of barrier between the skin and the color. I prefer to use a professional product and my preference is the Aloxy Barrier Cream. So if you haven't already tried using anything, try that. Try Wella has one, but it's a little runny for me. I'm not a big fan, but it works. Um, So that is tip number three. My number four, my can't live without tool, is the already perforated plastic wrap for balayage. A lot of the companies have come out with different versions. I know Sunlights has one and um, I believe Product Club has one. The best one that I've found just economically and size-wise is made for the restaurant industry. And I get it at Web. Sturant, that's W-E-B as in boy, S as in Sam, T-A-U, 
R-A-N-T-S-T-O-R-E.com, WebsterantStore.com. Um, you can get a lot of things that you use in the hair color world on that site, including the plastic wrap. Um, it is already perforated, so you're not fighting with a roll of plastic wrap trying to get it to tear off at the perfect spot. Um, it sticks to the hair good, but it doesn't get all bunched up. It's not overly sticky like some of the household plastic wrap. So that is my go-to um, for plastic wrap. The next thing is I do a lot of corrective work, and a lot of the foil is not long enough to be able to do what I call a long flat foil technique that I love to do. So I found that I was using, you know, a regular piece of foil and then putting another one underneath it and trying to clip it to make it longer. And once again, Beth Minardi saves the day. She talked about long foil that comes in all different colors, which also makes it fun because let's face it, guys, we get bored. We're sick of looking at silver foil all day long. So now I have blue, I have fuchsia, I have gold, I have green. So depending on my mood, and sometimes if it's a holiday, you know, I'll make a joke where for my Jewish clients, I'll use the blue and the silver for Hanukkah around the holidays. And my Gentile clients, I'll use the green and red and make it festive. And the clients get a kick out of seeing something different on their head. Um, that foil you can get online at a company called Alufoil, A-L-U-F-O-I-L.com. And it's actually colored confectioner's foil. It's made for candy wrapper, but it's so nice and light that you won't have any bleeds. It's the best foil ever. Um, the only annoying thing is because it's so lightweight, they put this little piece of like wax paper in between each foil. So if you have an assistant, great. Have them go through and remove those papers. When I don't have an assistant and when I do it, I just keep balling it up and tossing it. It's quite a mess, but the foil is amazing and it's great for those corrective heads and it makes your Instagram fun. When you do a corrective head and you take a picture with the colored foil, it makes it a lot more fun. Um, the next go-to thing that I can't live without is cornstarch. Yes, you heard it here, my friends. Regular, everyday cornstarch that you would use for baking, which I do not do. I don't cook or bake. So the only reason I use cornstarch is to thicken my color mixture when I'm using color in a highlight. Um, if I use high lift color instead of bleach in a foil, sometimes it's too runny and you're afraid of the hair slipping and bleeding and causing, um, hot spots on the roots, a little bit of household cornstarch, just one to two tablespoons until the color gets thicker and less runny, um, is perfect. It does not affect the lightning ability. It does not change the color formula. It's strictly a thickener. I learned it back in 1986 at my first assisting job, and I've been using it ever since. Great tip. Works awesome. Try it out. Um, the last can't live without tool is the protective sleeves for clients' glasses. I found the clients really appreciate the extra step of putting a protective plastic sleeve on the arms of their glasses. A lot of my clients spend more on their eyeglasses than some people do on their cars and their entire wardrobes. So they really want to read while they're in my chair and 
they really appreciate me taking the time. There's a bunch of different brands now. The first one that I had was Temple Clean, and that I got from www.bluesand, B-L-U-S-A-N-D.com. But I believe the one, the most recent ones that I got were from Product Club, and a lot of your distributors carry them. And it's just little plastic things that I wish I had invented that slide right over people's glasses. So I hope you enjoyed my Can't Live Without Tools. I will be adding on other things on future podcasts, but I hope that you've gotten at least one little tip or trick that you'll try to make your color business more fabulous. Please share with your friends to check in on my podcast, Ask the Color Expert with Elaine Travis. I hope you enjoyed this, and I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Thanks for tuning in and listening to my podcast. If you want more information on all things color and you'd like to attend an in-person workshop, check out my website, www.expertcolorsolutions.com. You'll find my book is available on there, A Colorful Journey, and also my online course, Go From Broke to Booked. If you want to save $40 on the course, type in the code LANEY in all caps, L-A-I-N-E-Y. Talk soon.